Hey everyone, welcome to Whatever It Means to You podcast. My name is uh, Jared Cramblett. Um, stoked to have you joining in, uh, in with us here. Um, a couple things just uh, before we get started. Uh, this is our first episode, so you know we kind of had to play it as we go, and uh, we'll definitely get better as we go on this, but uh, we did realize that these these mics that we're using are super sensitive and pick up on everything. We, you know, we also realized how loud, in fact, my office is. So uh, myself and uh, my producer Shane, uh, we've been doing some modifications here. Uh, got got some stuff taken care of and, and turning the office into a little more of a studio to get a little better sound for you all uh, to hopefully make future episodes more enjoyable for you to listen to. Uh, you know, the 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 purpose of this podcast. Uh, is to interview people who are pretty much doing cool shit and not, and not just doing cool things, but also doing it their own way. Um, I think there's got to be something that, that people like this, uh, there's got to be personality traits and things like that, that, that people sh- like this share in common. And, and hopefully just having conversations with these people uh, will, will not only inspire me, but also inspire anyone who, who is listening to uh, the WIMT podcast is what we're calling it, W-I-M-T-Y, whatever it means to you, um, which is which is pretty cool. So, uh, you know, the whole title basically stems from, you know, you know this this can be, this can mean several different things to the listener, to me, uh, to Shane, or to any of the guests I interview. So whatever it means to you is cool, you know. Um, the first guest, uh, the, the way we came about this, we knew it was going to be kind of a, a little bit different of a thing for us. And you know, it might be, get a little awkward. It is the first episode. Uh, we also, you know, didn't know how the setup was going to work and all that. So it was kind of there was a lot of uh, questions that that we had to answer, and we needed someone that we knew really well. Uh, you know, but someone not only that we knew well, but also can provide great conversation. And a lot of you who know my first guest, Mr. Shane Curl, uh, if you've ever had a conversation with him, uh, you know not. Number one, there's definitely going to be some good stuff that you get from it. And uh, number two, Shane's not afraid to talk either. And that's kind of what we needed out of a first guest. Uh, so we're very stoked about it. Uh, it actually turned out a lot better than, than I think any of us expected. You know, everyone, you know, had, had a little nerves at first. But, uh, you know, a couple minutes into it, I think I think we got locked in and we started to talk about, you know, some fun stuff. There's, you know, there's a little bit of everything in here. You get to know a lot about Shane um, and all that. So uh, please join me in welcoming Mr. Shane Curl. This is our first go around, our first try at the Whatever It Means to You podcast. My name is Jared Cramblett, um, and I have Shane Curl with me today. Shane, what's up, man? Woo-woo. I'm here, baby. Just got done playing a gig. Yes, my Monday is is, uh, is Tuesday, so. Right on. For you guys, for those of you who don't know Shane, um, I'll let him tell a little bit about himself, but uh, he's been a musician here in uh, the Panhandle since, you know, probably well over a decade, I'd say, right? Yeah, I, well, professionally for maybe uh, six or seven years, but uh, I played my first gig at the Floribama like 23 years ago with my father, uh, 
Sean Curl, which is where I've gotten a lot of my gigs from having his last name, to be honest. So uh, uh, I play the blues, uh, old stuff, um, and uh, it's around town. Look up shanecurl.com, you get all my shit, I'll, uh, I'll go from there. What was the, uh, what was the floor of Bama like 23 years ago? Lots of dirty dollar bills <laughs> and uh, brawls hanging from the ceiling. I was 11 years old and I was sitting there and I was like wearing like a service t-shirt because that was like the punk rock cool thing to do at the time. And uh, I was like doing the, I learned the Chuck Berry, you know, uh, Johnny Be Good, like, you know, na 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 you know, and uh, I had worked on it and I worked on it and we got to the gig and I, we got, it came to the time to do it and I bailed out and made dad do it. I did not play the solo, I totally failed. But I did make $7 at that gig. It was my first gig. I was 11 years old. Uh, most of the money was put in my front shirt pocket, you know. So I had these $2 bills and a 5 The 5 and one of those ones, I have no idea where they're at, but one of those $1 bills are in my living room right now, you know. Mm -hmm. They sit behind my record, you know, my, my uh, turntable. And uh, it was the first dollar I made, you know, playing guitar, you know. It was 23, almost 24 years ago now. And uh, it was with my dad, you know, who rest his soul and all those things and uh, I always think about that you know like why you know it's it's uh, it's been a long time coming yeah. <laughs> it feels good to be here yeah I can't imagine I can't imagine what it was like that long ago because I know what it's like now it's they, still, they tore it down and built it again it's still wild they tore know? it down and built it again so all those old memories are kind of like you know have you heard the Kenny Chesney song about the floor of Bama <laughs> I, I'm familiar I, I couldn't quote it or anything but I am familiar with it yes there's so much wonderful <laughs> things about the floor of Bama. Kenny Chesney. That's 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 high dollar I, I, stuff. The first well, the first time the first time I heard the song, I didn't realize that it was Kenny Chesney who did it. I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, it was on uh, uh, the the sports talk radio, uh, the sports talk radio station. Really, are you familiar with the song? I'm not. F I know yeah. that he did a song about the floor of Bama. I remember like either somebody mentioned it in passing or I heard it like, "Oh, what the heck," you know. But uh, but I don't have I don't listen to the radio or anything and. Uh, I'm sure he played in a bigger room than I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. But you're right. They, they, I wonder what they had to have paid him to do that. Oh, I'm sure he uh, got what he wanted. And uh, the floor of Bama's worth it, though, for him or anybody. You know, it's If you haven't been to the floor of Bama, you should go there because it's right between the uh, Florida and Alabama line. It's in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. You need to go there if you haven't been there, people listening. All yeah. the good bands play there. Yeah, man. So, uh, so, what, so what, man? You just got done. You played tonight, yeah? Yes, sir. And that's the thing now, you just play, you play full time? I, uh, yeah, I schedule myself uh, off uh, Sunday and Monday, but otherwise I play Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, it's just early enough or late enough to where I don't have to get up too early, but I can get to, get to the house soon enough to put all the kids to bed and get some laundry done and uh, tighten up for the next day, you know? Yeah. So uh, you're you're a stay at home like during the day you have the kids. Yeah, then. I'm actually well, a stay at home father. The music thing is a side side yeah. gig, you know. Yeah. My real job is taking care of the children, you know. Uh, and you got you have two, yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes, two living. Yes, yes. It would uh, two uh, almost two years old and almost ten years old. Mm -hmm. Right on, man. So uh, so what, man? Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything? Any, any weird shit? Any, oh, anything no, cold? no, let's not go there yet, because <laughs> Shane Kerr will go into weird shit, like, all the time. You know me too well for that. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's stay in well, top I made a new discovery. I made a new discovery today. Uh, it's a, there's a character, a country musician called Wheeler Walker Jr. Are you, have you heard of Wheeler Walker Jr.? Uh, I cannot say I have. Okay. 
Wheeler Walker Jr. is uh, basically, to sum it up, it, uh, he sings ter- like terrible sexually explicit songs. Oh, oh wait, 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 like, like farting, fucking, and frying, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's become like, some of his album stuff has become like memes and stuff. Yes, okay, sorry. I interrupted. Yeah, that. I mean, now yeah, I know. Now so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I, his I discovered album songs, him. Just read the song yeah, list and you'll realize what he's about. Yeah, absolutely. So I discovered him on. Um, uh, I discovered him on a podcast doing an interview, and I didn't realize, like, I, I knew he, he was writing funny songs, but the thing about, about that, he's, he's also, he was a stand-up comic, and that was just one of his characters. For example, like, like Andrew Dice Clay, Andrew Dice Clay isn't Andrew Dice Clay, that was just one of the characters that Dice, the Dice Man did, yeah. and it got really popular, he took off with it, well, he, he got, it was one of the characters he did, and he got, he just got fed up with all this pop country bullshit, and, you know, he was a big fan of Waylon and Willie and all that. And so he just basically wanted to fuck Nashville up. And it's been, it's it's hilarious to watch. Well, there's a guy, so. I feel like, that's preceded him uh, with that. The guy from the Squidbillies. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he does, he's like a Reverend Horton Heat, like, yeah. like redneck hillbilly ripoff. Mm-hmm. But he's, but he's, he actually became early from the Squidbillies cartoon on Adult mm-hmm. Swim. Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I brought it up and knew his fucking name, but, uh... But he's the same thing. Like he he was a, like a Nashville player, like a session player, mm-hmm. and he picked up this character role that he did from like just people he'd seen. Oh, Henson. Yes. Unknown Henson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He no. comes around Pensacola every now. That's and his character. You know, yeah. That guy has a real name and is not that. And he isn't really a vampire redneck hillbilly guitar player. He just <laughs> did that because he's that's like a, it's a it's a amalgamation of all these people he's met through playing in you know Nashville and all these hillbilly clubs and honky tonks you know and. Uh, it's kind of, I feel like that's exactly the same thing, you know? Like, yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's a place in art for that, you know, where we need satire in a way that almost is like, like Pussifer, for example, with freaking, you yeah. know, Maynard James Keenan. It's like, it's it's real, but it's also like, it's a joke, but it's but it's real, you know? It's, yeah. It's putting the mirror in front of you and going like, your realness is a joke. Like, it's like, you know, some of the industry can be mm. pretty weird, you know? So, uh. I don't want to get too cynical or anything. It's just that I feel that satire music has its place for yeah. that reason, you know? It reminds us who we are and kind of puts us in our place because uh, I just listen to those kind of songs, like you said, from Unknown Henson or from... Uh, yeah, Wheeler Walker. Willie Wheeler. Walker. Wheeler. Wheeler. Wheeler Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> yeah, say that three times fucking fast. Oh, man, his... Uh... Uh, his, God, his, his, hit songs, yeah. his hit songs include, uh, I think it's uh, Eating Pussy, Kicking Ass... Uh, Man, that's a good name. P- Puss in Boots. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's got one called like Fartin', Fightin', Fucking Something. Yeah. Like, it's something ridiculous. Are you, are you looking this up? Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, bitch. Puss in Boots. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, bitch. That's original. Dude, Puss in Boots is fucking hilarious, man. Like, can we, I, I was do we just have, Can we play out. one of these songs? Can we play right? Puss in Boots? Can we play one of these songs right now? Is yeah, that can you, you can is play, that too much to ask? Well, look into it. that. We'll talk about something else. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, okay. So we also have Sh- we also have Shane here, and Shane is our other Shane. Our, we have two Shanes. Other, yeah. Shane. We, gotta, we have to be descriptive about this. Shane Denton is our executive EP, our executive producer slash Googler slash. If we if we can't get on some good topics, he'll throw some out. You know, basically, uh, my left my left hand man here. He looks like if Toe Mater was a human. <laughs> That's what he looks like right now. We're gonna say it slow. There's two Shanes here. So, so anyway, so uh, Walker Wheeler or Wheeler Walker. I'm listening to this. Uh, I'm listening to this interview, and I think it's funny. You know, I understand, but I didn't know that that was just a character. 
of his. Like, I thought it was him. Like, I knew he wanted to sing funny songs, but I thought it was really Wheeler Walker. Like, that was really him. And no, it's just a character of a guy. And the thing is, he's in character the whole time. And I listened to the interview again, and it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Because you realize that it's just everything that's coming on is nothing as this guy thinks of. It's all him in character. But that makes you know, sense. It makes shit. even more sense when yeah. you realize that. It makes it that much better. Yeah, because you're like, well, no one's that crazy. So he's either pretending or faking it. But no, mm-hmm. if you if you admit that it's a character, it's kind of like uh, there's there's so many people like this. Uh, there's that uh, group that's from uh, Africa where they shave their hair all weird and they do they did a uh, chappy die Antwood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're like yeah. art graduates, man. Real smart, real yeah. artistic people. You know, and they realize like, hey, man, if we like rip off this type of you know, idea we're gonna we're really gonna get attention and they they're they are now killing it since like two thousand one or two thousand three or something. They used to do something else where he like wore a suit and it was like it was very different. It was a different uh, approach. So anyhow, you know, that's how this happens. You know, you realize like, hey, I can get a niche, I can get a thing going. I don't have to be it doesn't have to be super serious, you know? So so that guy's real name is Benjamin Isaac Hoffman. Yes yeah, that's, that's worse than <laughs> Michael Wheeler Weldman or whatever the hell it is. He was born in Lexington, Kentucky. So that is true. He really is from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay, that's not just a character. And, and then seeing that's part of the character because you're he's in that shit. He sees that shit all the time. This is another weird fact. He's the older brother of yep. bassist for <laughs> the Scissors Sisters, <laughs> Baby Daddy. Oh, dude, and they are like dope, like like eighties style, like electronic. I don't feel like Nancy. Yeah, that's not even like the same. That's like the other yeah. side of the globe. Yeah, so musically. This, this dude, he he like he. Uh, Knows what uh, he's doing apparently. He starts feuds with people too. Like uh, he talked a bunch of shit to Florida Georgia Line, Free and press. they blocked him from fucking Twitter. Uh, he and press. Sturgill Simpson are really good friends, but he like. He made this rumor that like Sturgill is uh, a, a CIA operative who's a Dude. he's a killer. Oh, he's Internet a, he's attention, a, this guy's bro. He's a no shit comedian. He yeah, had a, he, had a, he yeah. had a show on Comedy Central called yeah. the Ben Show. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, he was a writer for. Uh, well, why didn't you say with, so before? With yeah. Norm Macdonald, uh, he's been in all kinds of shit. That's alumni. History, New Girl. So he's he's basically alumni. Yeah, he's been around a while. And this is just his. He, did, he, thing. Just wanted, he just wanted to put out an album called Redneck Shit. Yeah, so now he's finally getting the song that. Sit in my face. He's starting to get that internet <laughs> money now. So, this, this song, I'll play a little bit of a song here for you, Shane. Uh, this song is called Puss in Boots. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll let you hear from here. I'll see, see if I can get some good audio. <laughs> good levels there, buddy. Shane looks happy. I <laughs> For y'all who can't see, it's a video of a guy doing, oh, he's doing splits now, but otherwise, American flags and lots of ass. Nice. Nice ass. <laughs> 
Shut that shit off. Shut that shit off. Shut that shit off. He's gonna go to the bridge. Yeah, all the titties are out in the video by now. You gotta look this shit up. Okay, yeah, so... Alright, alright, alright. So, so anyway, though, the cool thing about it is, like, if, if, I, if I'm gonna listen to country music, that's the style of country music I'm gonna listen to. You know, like your... Do like your way funny, or is it just no, the way no, he played No, just the style. Or? Just the style of country that he's playing. Yes, you know? No, I, I disagree with that. I, I, I don't like that. Style. Oh, that's the like the Waylon no. and the Willie. Okay, shit, let's, let's start off. Okay, that was the '90s way, like to like 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 that was the '90s pop style the 90s of pop country. Country, yeah, which is definitely better than the modern style of pop country, which is just basically like like the white version of hip hop, basically like for people who are scared to listen to music by people of color. Like <laughs> they're just like, I'm gonna listen to a country song. It's like oh, I'm gonna fuck you on my tailgate. It's gonna be real good. Not day great. Right? I mean, like, that's no, exactly no, 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 it's, it's terrible. A, that, yeah, it's terrible music. I'm just going to stay right. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't want to put nothing on you guys, but uh, I am not down with this whole new country wave that's going on. No, I think we can all I think it's all that. really bad music. It's just they're trying to rip off pop music and try to be, like, in the club. You know, they've got the house beat going, doom, 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 in a honk-tonk, but don't. No, no, play well, some country, you know? Well, and that's all what the All the greats are rolling in their graves, you know what I mean? All that music is to get into clubs. Yeah, and, so they and it's not the only genre that's suffering. I mean, I think well, all genres are suffering. Hip-hop does the exact same shit. Exactly. I think all genres are suffering. Hip-hop might be suffering equally is bad. I mean, it, it is. Oh, so I, I think it's worse I, than it's it, ever been. It, 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 I think, I mean, I think a lot, I mean, what, but what about rock and roll? I mean, has, has there even been rock and roll since the 70s or has it like almost happened and then like people call Absolutely. it Nickelback and hate it? You know what I mean? Absolutely, it's like, but you don't hear that shit in clubs. You have to go find it. You have to go to the music venue. Like, I feel like nowadays when I listen to the radio and I hear rock and roll, I like, I miss Nickelback. Like, people say Nickelback's the worst band ever. Like, well, they didn't hear what music came out after 2005 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like this music's bad. Like, like it's not good. And like, and I feel like every genre suffers. And I feel like that's a whole other conversation. Maybe that we're getting into. I'm trying to. Well, I mean, what what do you think? Do you, why do you think that is though? I mean, do you think? Do you I think, think it's uniform? Think, I think it's a uniform problem with the industry. Do you think? Do you think music's actually getting worse, or or? Do I think you the industry's getting worse. Or, or we're getting older. I think that the uh, I think the industry because I think more, the industry is best is better than it's ever been. Well, there's so much opportunity to where do. Where we're from, it definitely. But is. just in general, we're, the labels aren't controlling shit anymore. We're we're the guys down yeah. here on you know the foot camp. You know we're doing stuff. You know you especially man, and uh, you know. But those guys up there, like they've they're you know, if you're not Taylor Swift or somebody, you know, somebody else is writing your songs. You know, someone else For is sure. telling you how to dance and what to wear, and you need to go on a vegan diet. You know, they're telling you what to everything. Mm -hmm. This is where you're gonna live. This is how you're gonna talk. Everything, you know, for the most part, maybe that might be, you know, what do I know? I'm like I said, low level guy, but I do know that there's dinosaurs in the in the in the industry that are really keeping it that way, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas we, on the other end, we've been learning that, you know, with the internet, anybody can. I mean, ten years ago, this wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be having a podcast. We wouldn't have the liberty or the ability or the the wherewithal. And, that, and that's why that's why I have and to disagree with, with the industry, industry being shit. So. Though. So like, there's a lot of great music happening because a guy, any guy who buys a laptop can do it. And that also does pollute the industry as well with some, you know, stuff that's good, stuff that's bad. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, it really makes for a lot of guys who really need to be heard can be heard, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who said it. Don't quote me. I know someone said that the next Jimi Hendrix will play a laptop, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe that because, you know, that's where the industry is going. That's where technology is going, you know what I mean? And people, 
If you look at the industry of Gibson guitars and Fender guitars, they have going. They're tanking, bro. They're in debt. Like yeah. no one buys guitars anymore. They buy laptops well, not, or or just one guitar and they'll buy twenty different effects. But it's you or, know, Plug but for me, you know, for me, like yeah. twenty four years ago, when I was eleven years old, I was like, the guitar was the coolest thing ever. And even when I get like today, when I buy a new guitar, if I bought one today, I'd be like, this is, I'd be, a little, I'd be eleven years old again. Yeah. You know, the moment I hold it. You recognize that one? Uh, that one looks good. <laughs> you gave that to me, man. No, no, I gave, no, no, I gave you. No, that's not. <laughs> oh what I no, no, no! You're right. You're right. That that was the year before. Yeah, you yeah, gave yeah. you gave a Telecaster. That one. Uh, yeah, that's a Stratocaster, that. right. baby. For that's everybody right. listening, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. That's right. You, I didn't, I didn't win the one. My Telecaster is hanging in bullshit. Yeah, that's right. Because Miller, <laughs> Miller Phillips threw yeah. two fucking thousand dollars. Yeah, that's it. what's up. We raised a lot of money for a good cause. That's why I got that one because I thought Miller's gonna be two k for it again. And I win. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this one's only at one forty. Fuck. So I threw uh, like two fifty at it to try to get more. Uh, and we'll it's like, yeah, and I was fucking yeah, yeah. out bid me. <laughs> so I was like, well, shit, here's two, 250. You had to buy it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but man. I mean, you know what? I'm glad to have one of them from at least one of the one of the events. Yeah, yeah. No, the did. reason why that one was so good is because the rest, you know, the restaurant did pitch mm-hmm. in and uh, and made a, you know, and, and put in a big, big for a, you know, for a good cause, you know? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. So it all came, you know, all's well that ends well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that was a cool thing, man. But, uh, but to end that other conversation is that, you know, I feel like, you know, like, like music nowadays, I feel like we're just people are trying too hard, and they're just recycling the same process. You know, like okay, A plus B equals C. Let's try to do that to make money. Mm. The industry saying that, and then people like us are over here trying to go like, hey, we're doing new things. We're trying different things. Listen to us, you know, and mm. that's what we're here for. I mean, we're trying to be heard. We're the little people, you know. Yeah. But as far as uh, the reason why most pop music has gone to gar, you know, just just it all sounds the same with a different twang. Mm. Either you sound. Like you're fucking urban, or if you're very white, or if you sound like you're country as hell, the same people are writing the fucking songs. Yeah. Like the same fucking people are writing the fucking songs. So it's like, give that shit up and like, like you know, there's local places that'll let you hear your own stuff. It'll let you play your own things. Let you do your own things. And uh, that's what you know. That's what we need to be doing. Is you know, you know, doing what you're doing is pushing bands who are coming from the bottom and trying to to take care of this problem of you know mediocre music mm. that is the mainstream and uh, doing something that's real and original or you know at least not just reprocessed recycled pop that yeah, could but, be but can't you say that about every single trendy you know genre that's been going out well, over the decades that's the fine line between cynicism and realism you know or, or at least like honesty with art you know like you want to be honest with art but you also can't be so cynic, you know so cynical that you don't let good things pass through you know like because it's, you know, and, 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 and I'm getting so old now that I, I let good things pass through and, and call it garbage because I'm just getting to, like, that sage where I'm, like, get off my lawn, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's a funny thing. That's a funny thing, too, though, because just music in itself is just, it, there, I, don't, I can't think of anything that's more subjective, um, really, because I can, you know, I used to, you know, there were years between from when I was probably 16 to probably 26 27 if anything was pop or, or was popular or you know or, or pop or was you know on the charts or whatever I, I would automatically i would say that's that's trash that's shit you know like and now i can hear like even if i'm, I'm if i'm listening like if you know if i hear a pop song come out or like pop radio like there's been some songs that i've heard i'm like 
Fuck, that's a good song. Dude, the melodies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some really good melodies out there. Like, yeah. there's some guys like Sam Smith and like... Uh, that like, dude's fucking nuts! And, and let's be honest about Bruno yeah. Mars, okay? Bruno Mars, uh, he's done a lot of really song, like annoying songs. Like, And it's not that they were annoying when they came out, it's just that the radio plays them so often that they become annoying to us. And mm-hmm. that's not him or the songwriters or whoever's fault, you know? Yeah. Like, it was a great song before it got, like, over-fucking-played. There's a lot of... It's not that... It, I don't... I like to act like I don't. I hate all like modern music, you know. But there's guys like the Abbott Brothers that are doing stuff that it's like, or Ava. I, I don't know how to pronounce them. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I just I I've, I haven't had the radio and or cable television in about a decade, honestly, mm-hmm. or had a haircut in like four, and so <laughs> I'm a little under the rock. But uh, it's good for your art. Hence why I have no album. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, dude. There's there's still good music if you if you're patient and if you're. And, you know, if you, if you really wait for it, it's not like everything is garbage. It's just that there is that when you turn the pop radio, for example, it doesn't, it's not very inspiring. You know what I mean? It's not like it was. See, and that's but, where I get into the whole, yeah, it's I, like, I totally, it totally wasn't agree. like it was 10 years ago. But, but I totally agree with what you said, too. I mean, music is the most subjective thing ever. Because the same shit. I mean, even if you talk about Bruno Mars, you could also say that he, even though he writes all of his own shit, he's still regurgitating other old shit. But there's nothing new under the and, sun. And, and well, and that's the thing. So it's kind of a... Well, I mean, regardless of being new or not, too, you know how many people, like, you know how many people I've heard just trash fucking Radiohead? And, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, pick like, any they, band they think they're the worst fucking about. band ever. Yeah. Pick any band you yeah. feel good about, you know? Yeah. Like, is, is I grew up, like, I love Tool, and I know a lot of people think that's like the Daryl and Daryl and the little friend Daryl's band. But I used to, I like, Tool taught me a lot about life when I was, like, 11, 12, 13 years old. And also about music and guitar and things and, like, how I did things back then. Anyhow, that was, you know, that was, I would listen to that and I would, like, really trip out and really, like, and you I know, totally learn things about life, And you I know? think you would agree with that, too. I mean, Tool was pretty... I fucking love Tool. Tool. I fucking love you Tool. know? But you know what? I fucking hate Radiohead. I don't like Radiohead. Okay, I'm not gonna go and say I hate Radiohead. No. <laughs> I, um, okay, I don't hate Radiohead, but I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not a big fan. No, when I tried them out when I was younger, uh, it was right after the guitar player died. It was okay, but that, that right. album. Okay, okay. And it was pretty depressing, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna. I'll come back later, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And the problem is, I had three kids and bought a house, and you know whatever started a business and now I just don't have any time so now I listen to like old fucking vinyl you know yeah. I don't ever have the time to listen to music you know like I, and I know that sounds really stupid because I play music for a fucking living but I don't play anything that isn't from the 90s or the 50s you know it's like I don't play contemporary music so it doesn't really matter if I listen to new music as far as my business is concerned but as far as my personal growth is concerned I really want to and try to listen to more new music you know yeah. Well, you know, man, and that, like, but it's uh, hard though. But it really is hard. Yeah, though. and uh, I mean, that's I think that's what one thing that we're so lucky for uh, here on the Panhandle. For uh, I'm sure most of the people listening to this, uh, you know, we're, we're we're in the Panhandle of Florida, and we're super fortunate here because musicians can come here and make a, a decent living off playing music. Like, uh, they, man, I've talked to some people in Nashville uh, trying to get one of the bands that I represent to to go in there and play, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, here's the deal, though. Uh, you play for tips, uh, no breaks, and uh, you go four hours straight. Yep. There's there's guys that go six hours straight, and I'm like, what? The and you, fuck? Yeah, and you need originals too or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. It's it's just wild, and, and and that's the same way. Like, you talk to some of these guys that play like uh, you know play in New Orleans or play in Atlanta, 
or, or any really big market that they aren't getting paid shit, you know? And really you and you can find anywhere in town if you're if you're decent at what you do, you can find anywhere in town that'll appreciate what you do. So you can pretty much do what you want. Like you play what you want, right? Exactly. That's well that's kind of the point is that we're in an area that's so uh, it has so many restaurants, you know, because we live along the Gulf Coast where mm-hmm. every if anybody who's on this this, you know, the south side of Highway 98 You've got a pretty decent view. Even if there's a parking lot between you and the Gulf of Mexico, you can charge just a little bit extra because you're on the Gulf of Mexico. It's this is a place where people around the world come to see these white sand beaches. It only exists in certain areas because of the quartz that came down from the Appalachian Mountains so long ago and made our beaches white compared to all the other beaches that are brown and gray and black and so on. So it's a it's a destination hotspot, you know, and. Uh, and like I said, there's just so many reasons for that. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, economically, we just have a ton of bars and restaurants that capitalize on that because it's just you have the view yeah. and you have oh, you can walk right down to the beach. So so even before we talk about the food and all the service and all that stuff, it's like you know, it's really about that being on the Gulf Coast thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, so you have so much uh, commerce just ready to happen, you know. So then, therefore, if you want to play music or if you want to, you know, there's a lot of different things, you know, you want to bar, you know. I know people with master degrees who make more money, you know, bartending. But the point is, uh, we're talking about live music, and uh, there's, if you can't get a gig down here, then you're just not trying hard enough, you know. Yeah. There's just so many, so many places to play down here, and uh, and so many different types of people who want to hear different types of music. So if you want to play Jimmy Buffett all day long, there's like a million places for you to go. If you only want to play fifties blues, there's places that'll take in that. If you only want to play nineties stuff, you know, like, you don't have to. It's not. I don't know how to explain it, but there really is a music scene down here, and it's yeah. not—it's not just like this whole Jimmy Buffett cheeseburger thing going on. There really is like a an interconnected. It's smaller than just like saying like, "Oh, it's a music scene." But when you go to each little bar, they do all have their little niche and what they appreciate and what they like. And there's a guy that's been there for five or six years or ten years, you know, yeah. and he does his stuff, you know, and people love him, you know, and like there's so many guys we could talk about that I, if I started, I'd feel bad because I'd forget some people. But there's but we have that all over the Gulf Coast, you know, right. where people who can really find their way into something and find their niche. Like like you said, for me, I just I play what I want. I play the blues, you know, old fifties blues and and some nineties stuff. But uh, but if people want to play contemporary, they've got their spot. You know, if people want to play you know, eighties you know pop rock. They have their spot. We really have that all across the Gulf Coast here. We have so much opportunity for for art entertainment people if they want to paint i mean god we could go on and on about it i mean yeah man there's some artists that are that are doing exactly like we can really go on about like how they here. create like paint you know yeah. different mediums i mean the yeah. mediums are, it doesn't even stop the inspiration and the, and the amount of people who are drawn here for the art and the amount of people who come here to create art mm. for and, and different mediums is is it's off the scale ridiculous i mean we're i mean here we are sitting here you know doing a podcast because we're inspired to talk about the life that we live here you know absolutely you yeah. know and that's kind of the yeah. whole point you know and that really is the whole point of this whole experiment is, is uh, this area itself is producing so many talented people doing <laughs> so much talented shit it's yeah. insane yeah I mean like you know without without giving away too much yeah that's really that's really the point of this is to bring in people who are doing cool shit um, in our area you know uh, definitely a lot of what I do and a lot and a lot of all that is is definitely a, a grassroots feel to it, man. And we're just surrounded by so many talented people, who just, just I don't know, man. It's just, it's a it's a cool place to be. And <laughs> what really gets me are the people that fucking 
uh, that just complained about wanting to get out of here all the time. And Dude. I'm like, you're a, you're a miserable uh, fucker. Go move to fucking uh, Chicago, and you're going to be just yeah. as goddamn miserable there. Just go to Atlanta. If not more so. Just, just go to Atlanta. Yeah. It doesn't take very long to, yeah. to miss here. Go to Atlanta, okay? Yeah. If you think traffic in Destin is bad, <laughs> just go to Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm not saying nothing bad about Atlanta, but it's traffic. And I'm saying, this is the same thing. And what, Okay, so let's come full circle here. People talk shit about Destin because they're like, I sat in traffic there for so long. Well, if you lived here, you'd fucking be home by now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't complain about Destin. It's not our fault that we only live on Highway 98. There's no alternate routes. We didn't plan that thing. But the whole thing is, if you want to live in Fort Walton and work in Destin, you have to realize what you're going to deal with. If you want to live in Miramar Beach and work in Destin or Fort Walton, you have to realize what you're going to deal with. Don't blame Destin for fucking traffic. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Destin. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And don't get me wrong now, I totally understand that we are building more and more high-rises to put more and more people in, so that makes more and more people on the road. But what you have to realize that if you were staying here, or if you were living here, once again, you wouldn't yeah. be on the road that long. You know, it's painful because when you live in a place that, you know, that you, you know, where you can afford it and you can work in a place to try to get some more money, that's how that works. You drive over the bridge to make that two extra dollars. Yeah. So don't fucking complain when you drive over that fucking bridge. If you don't want to make the two extra bucks, stay the fuck on that side of the bridge. Yeah. Don't fucking talk shit about Destin because this place is full of beautiful, wonderful people yeah. who are about doing their own thing and doing, you know, and having their own lives and making their own businesses and not complaining about how their bosses are and how they don't make enough money because they're stuck in traffic. We sit here and make our own lives and make our own businesses and, you know, well, pay well, yeah, their taxes, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you, and it's just, it's just the blame that the city gets for... It's like America, uh, you know. Yeah, for, if you have a job that you're... was yeah. a part-time job, you know? Yeah, if you have a, if you have a job you're unhappy with, if you're fucking, if any of the money you make, you're going and spending directly at the bars afterwards yeah. so you can barely fucking, fucking pay rent. It, if you're blowing seven different dudes a fucking week, like, you're gonna be miserable. Yeah, you're gonna be miserable... You're gonna yeah, be, yeah, it's like, and don't get me wrong, I am fucking the first guy that wants to get down to party and shit, okay? But, you know, there's a fucking line between, like, like responsibility and, like, having fun and, like, just being a fucking idiot, you know? And, uh, yeah. But don't get me wrong, I had to be an idiot a million, you know, my arrest record is not pretty and it's very long. But, that's the, you know, but I have, you know, I've learned. Yeah. And I've, you know, I haven't been arrested in, like, seven years, so that means I've learned something, right? Yeah, well, I feel a lot of it is also just this pretentious attitude, like, it's all these. I got to get away from all these fucking people here and all yeah, these fucking losers. Change, all no. the people that I've been surrounding myself with. Like, no, no. Yeah, I think it's just a deflection of 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 your decision making. I think I uh, just said it to my wife earlier tonight about how you know speaking about somebody else about how like if you think you can move away from your problems, you know you're just gonna move somewhere and meet another person or somebody else and get your own problems back up absolutely. again. Absolutely. Where when you realize you are your, the fucking you know the fault of most of your problems. Then you can start enjoying everyone else around you and taking them for at face value. Even if you have somebody around you who's like not the perfect person, but they can really be vulnerable, you know, like maybe a great friend, but you need to help them some, they require some effort. You can be the person who's on top of your game and realize that and, you know, weigh the balance of relationships and all these things rather than being just running through your life going like, everything is, I'm a fucking victim and. Somebody fucked me over. Victim syndrome. I got yep. fired because I was late. Like, dude, you were late. Like, yeah. Well, my flat, my tire was flat. Well, because you don't have a fucking air pump or you don't have AAA. Like, there's so many. We could just go down the rabbit hole about, like, switching blame about your own life. It really comes down to accepting things. And once you can accept, like, where your disposition is, and no matter what that is, you know, I've, I've struggled with depression and anxiety my entire life, you know. And, uh, and there was so many years where I just, I would just over drink or over smoke, whatever, to try to 
try to correct that, and you know, and it just ruined everything I was trying to do at the time, you know. And I'd be like, you know, there was a time with you actually, and uh, you know, I'm playing in a band, and it's like mm-hmm. you gave me a shot, like, hey man, got you a great gig, and it was at a great venue, and I'm like, I got this, and then it's like. You're like, you call the owner and they're like, you're like, how was the gig? He's like, well, he, the band was good, especially for the last minute, but the dude, like, kind of fell asleep in the parking lot. So it's like, <laughs> he was, like, carrying his guitars and then he was just sleeping, I guess. I don't know. And that's kind of like how, you know, it's like, I've never, like, gotten a fight with nobody in my entire life. But that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, just because my addiction is easy and simple and it's not violent doesn't mean that it's not serious. Yeah. You know, and that's one of those things that let me let my own self slide for so long. I was like, I'm not hurting nobody. It's a victimless crime. It's all that. It really isn't. You know, when you sleep in, you know, and your kids are like, hey, man, like, I'm ready to, like, do this. Or when you when you fuck up and somebody who's dependent on you says, hey, man, this is a business venture that we were in together and you made me look silly. You know, these are things that, you know, it, there's never a victimless crime. There just isn't one because people care about you. Mm. Even if, take all the business away and everything else. You know, people care about you. You know what I mean? No matter who you are, no matter how much you think that your life is insignificant or it doesn't really matter, you know, or if I, you know, if I just was to just jump off this bridge or whatever, you know, turn the car a little bit to the left, nobody would care. No, somebody fucking cares and more likely a lot of fucking people care, you know, so it's, it's irresponsible, but it's also just rude, you know, like people love you, like Mm -hmm. why not let them love you, even if you need to learn to love yourself you need to start with letting other people love you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all these problems that you have, you know, if you drink too much or if you don't know how to be honest or how to correct something, you know, maybe a little bit of love if you let it in or let it out, whatever, pro- you know, people, some people don't know how to show love, some people don't know how to receive love, but the point is if you learn how to do both, slowly but surely, you know, you'll, you'll figure out what you're supposed to do on this earth, you know, and it won't be so difficult to figure out or to at least accomplish because once you, you at least love yourself, or allow someone else to love you, you'll be able to start to do the things that are going to improve you as a person in the first place, and you can stop, you know, doing the the circle that makes you do the same thing that you don't want to do anymore, you know? Yeah. Well, man, I, th- I, think, a <clears throat> I think a lot of it is also uh, like, a defle- like a deflection of responsibility that I just see in so, in so many people as well. Like, you can sit there and complain all day about how much, how many different aspects of your life suck, yet if you do zero to improve it... Uh, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. But that's you the know? hardest step, though, is like um, realizing you're not a piece of shit and like you yeah. you are worth something to move forward, and that's and, the hardest and how, part. And though. how much you actually are in control of. But that's the and thing. And how much your own, of your own happiness you are in control. If it's self fulfilling prophecy, then yeah. why not use it for positive yeah. instead of negative? Absolutely. So instead of repeating the phrase "I'm nothing" inside of your head, why don't you go "I'm something"? I'm going to succeed. Yeah. You said that you know instead of saying "I'm nothing," "I'm nothing," "I'm nothing," you say that inside your head. You're gonna be nothing. You keep saying "I'm gonna do this," "I'm gonna," "I'm gonna make it," "I'm gonna make it." You're gonna make it. Yeah. And then before you know it, boom, you know success. And, and, and positivity breeds positivity. You know what I mean? And like you said, it's just it's just a pile of excuses. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, you know you can't you can't cut it any other way. I mean, we all have a lot of crazy hard hardships we've all been through that we could all talk about and say like, "Wow, that's that's tough." I've never been through that, but. But to use that to not be a good person is still an excuse, you know? Like, no matter how powerful, crippling that event was, you know, like, you still, you, it's not, it's, it's not, it's still not fair to the world. They don't, you know, like, no matter what happened to me, that's not fair to y'all for me to be a dick to y'all because whatever I've been through or, like, not to, like, try to be part of society with you guys because, oh, my life's harder than yours, you know? Like, you don't get it, you never will, you know, like. No, dude, like, be a positive person. Bring light everywhere you go, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
you know, bring it with you, you know what I mean? Be a positive, be a thumbs up, you know, help old lady cross the street, you know, say bless you when somebody sneezes, just, you know, what's, and it's not hard, it's not fucking hard to yeah. do to be nice. How fucking hard is it to be nice, you know? Yeah. And it goes so fucking far, dude. Because, you know, like you said, people fucking making excuses for being upset, but all they really need is someone to say, like, you know, bless you, or I like your hair color today, or, you know, a little a little positivity yeah. goes a long way, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, maybe, I don't know, I, I think maybe that, that sometimes, that, that there's a huge lot, lack of that as well. They're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> they knew we had Pearl in the building. <laughs> no, I'm good. I ain't got no warrants, just for the record. We're good. <clears throat> yeah, uh, fuck, where was I? Uh, I, was, I was about to... People was like to there. make excuses for their, for their sadness. You know, they like to yeah. make up excuses to, yeah. c- to keep failing and to keep doing wrong yeah. or to keep accepting a bad fate when they yeah, really could I'm, control it. I'm fat. Oh, you know, fucking, fucking exercise, motherfucker. Fucking exercise. Do push-ups. You know, stop <laughs> yeah. eating French fries. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like me, dude, I never stop eating fast food or fucking drinking, but I fucking work out a lot now. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you have to offset it somehow, you know? I stopped drinking Coors Lights or drinking fucking Michelob Ultra. So I do and have fucking cars. <laughs> now I'm a fucking soccer mom, you know? Yeah. And I get mad dick. No, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I'm a soccer mom. Hold on. No. The truth is, though, man, little things, just fucking little things, you know? Yeah. Little things can make a world of difference, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 uh, if you, if you, just being nice, man, just fucking yeah. being fucking nice, throwing out compliments and high fives and just, you know, mm. that little shit, you know, can go a long way, you know? Absolutely. And not, not just for the people that you're surrounded with, but for yourself. Well, it's, it's fucking addictive. I, I, mean, I, I love to give a great example of, I've been working at a place called 790 on the Gulf for fucking five years, and there's a guy that works there there's one of my buddies and every time I show up he goes Shane Curl everybody Shane Curl and he like you know he does it to fuck with me because when he first started working there I had a whole thing that to make fun of him you know and it rhymed with like a, a car auto parts like commercial so I'd always sing his name to the jingle you know I'm not gonna do it just for his you know fairness to him but <laughs> but he obviously thought it was like kind of funny but wasn't cool with it but anyway so then he started calling me he was like Shane Curl of Destin Heights everybody Destin Heights <laughs> Nothing hates very own Shane Curl, everybody. And he says it real loud in front of everybody, you know, and it's like, I'm like, what's He up? sounds black. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's up to you, man. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he's a nice guy, man. And he, but he, he'll be like, he'll be like, Shane Curl, but no relation to Jerry. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun, you know, I love showing up for work and like, and being, you know, and having these people that I, you know, that I can share like relationships with, you know, it's like, in that positivity, like, There'll be other cowork like new people, you know, that work like a new busboy or a new server or a new, you know, uh, hostess, and they'll see me and him kicking it off and having a good time and all that positivity and that friendship and that, yeah. you know, it's just love, you know. It's like you know, you show up to work and you're just happy to see the people you work with and you, you shoot the shit and you make fun of each other, you poke fun at each other, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what life's about, you know what I mean? Is is creating a positive like environment to live in, whether it is work or home or anything. So I love when I meet people that are outside of my own home or whatever that I can, you know, that I can be friends with and, and it feels like, you know, that I'm comfortable there, you know what I mean? It's, I, I would hate to feel like everywhere I went that I felt, you know, not that I belonged or, you know, or, yeah. you know, yada, 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 you know, and, uh, and I feel like that's why people kind of create a comfortable place, which is their own disappointment, you know what yeah. I mean? So you just create this thing where, like, I'm not going to let people in and I'm not going to do it, so therefore I'm comfortable in my familiar sadness mm-hmm. and I'm trying to kind of come full circle on what we've been talking about and not be too 
yeah. tangented here. Yeah. Uh, man, I, th- I think another, like, branching off onto that, too, I think another part of that is um, is really surrounding yourself with people who are doing rad shit, who are doing shit at high levels, who Absolutely. are positive people, who are people who love life and people who are doing really well, who people who are doing shit that they want to do and doing it well. Um, you know, like like my philosophy for the last few years has has basically been find people who are doing, you know, doing shit at a high level, do shit with them, become peers. You know what I'm saying? So basically, like, um, the, like the people that you surround yourself with, you know, just like that, that stupid fucking saying, iron sharpens iron. Yes, yes, yes. You know yes, what yes. I'm saying? Uh, it, but there's it's, so many it's just true. like it. Yeah, it's, no, it's exactly. true. Though. Surround yourself with what you know, what yeah. you, you know, what you, you know, your, yeah. your diet of information, your diet of, yeah. your, you know, the people you think, <laughs> birds of a feather flock together, yeah. yada, 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 you know? Yeah, there's so many cliches, sort of, the, but it's but true. But that's what's great yeah. about cliches is they're unfortunately very true most of the time. You yeah. know, stereotypes are very true most of the time. Do you know any untrue cliches? I mean, think, really, Can you though. think of any? Any cliches that are untrue? <laughs> All I can think about is this guy's wearing a fucking, you got a beard and a, and a trucker hat and a fucking flannel t shirt. I'm guessing Why he dips. Why are you dips. fucking with my producer, man? I'm guessing he dips. And, uh, I fucking know Shane, but this is, this is Wheeler Walker's younger brother. <laughs> he likes fucking farting and fighting. I'm just eating pussy kicking ass. Hey, well, I was going to say, hey, man, fuck it. I got a fucking beard and a man bun and overall. What the fuck? Are these overalls or these suspenders? Hold on. <laughs> you decide. That's for the internet. <laughs> I'm a hipster soccer mom in disguise. Man, so uh, uh, what? What's uh, what's like? What's that dynamic out of your house? Because wifey works during the day, right? Yeah, yeah. She uh, is a manager at a hospital, and she's uh, very, very gifted at what she does. She uh, she's actually about to go back to school and get her bachelor's, and. Uh, she has her associates, but she's going to move on and get a bachelor's, and she's going to just keep on moving up, man. She's uh, she's nothing but uh, just <laughs> prolific at the whole uh, health industry that she's been working at, and uh, it's it's really, I just really feel like a badass just like being married to her, honestly. And um, for me, I've been doing the whole damn, you know, the music thing the whole time, so it's like, uh, it was a time where I was like, I had to play all the gigs, and now she's like, hey, honey, it's fine, you can stay home with the kids, and yeah. I've got this. Play you know? a couple like, times a week? Yeah, yeah, play as much as you want. Turn down any gig you want to, don't feel, you know, obligated, I've got this, yeah. you know? And that feels fucking great, dude, like, there's nothing wrong with that, like, it's that whole dynamic shift, and like, and that whole thing where, you know, it's like, I'm a dude with long hair, and, you know, yeah. and uh, tattoos that stays at home with the kids, and is very emotionally, uh, you know, whatever, and she's the, you know, the person who, you know, she's the woman who goes to work every day, you know, five times a week, you know, to make all the money, and bring it home, and uh, make sure the bacon's there, you know, and uh, I cook it, you know, she brings it home, it's... It's a really good thing, man, and we've we've been together for 14 years, so there was a time where she was 18, I was 19, we were just both, you know, working at restaurants and shit, you know? Yeah. You know, and it was just kids just messing around, you know, just dating and fighting and getting, you know, into quarrels and having some good love every once in a while. And, uh, <laughs> getting fucked up. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> Doing some farting and some fighting and some whatever. <laughs> some fishing and some fleshing. I don't know, I don't know. I forgot the uh, guy, Wheeler, Walker, something. But uh, anyhow, me and my wife, we've been through a whole lot of things together, uh, uh, sexually and uh, otherwise. Uh, there's been some really bad times, to be honest. And uh, and that's what's crazy is uh, we've been together for about 14 years off and on. You know, We've had our, our hard times as well, but 14 years nonetheless. 
and we've we've been through some crazy stuff as far as life and death and poverty and you know and uh, riches and all those things and uh but we're still we're still kicking it out today you know like whether yeah. it's good or bad you know sickness health all those things you know we're we really feel like we're keeping it real to the whole you know the uh the, the bond of the marriage thing you know that even we did before we were legally bonded you know we we, yeah. we were always uh like magnets who came back together you know no matter how crazy it got you know they always they always met up again you know and uh i, I don't want to get into all the crazy stuff yeah, yeah. i think that's a whole other podcast to be honest mm. uh we were the we were the we were the first people to start a uh, sids awareness group in Fort Walton Beach uh, that still, I think it still goes today. I haven't attended in a long time, but you'd have to check the Fort Walton Beach website. But we started it, and uh, it was, uh, it's been four years now since our, our second child passed, our son Jackson Daniel. And uh, it, was a, it was a big time in our life that was, we had, we had moved to Destin, and we had, we had uh, gotten a, we didn't buy a house at that point, but we rented a house that was four bedrooms. It was enough room for all of our children at the time. And then he had passed away very shortly after we moved in uh, from what they call SID, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And, uh, but not, yeah, not to get too deep into it, it forced us back out of that home and into my mother's home. We had to live with her for years until we could get back on our feet. And we ended up buying our own home now. And we got pregnant with our, uh, with our third child, uh, Amelia Rose, who's now almost two. Our rainbow baby, as we call her. So, uh, so we went through all these crazy what things. What do you refer to as your rainbow baby? Um, I guess it's kind of a, a common term for when a family loses a child okay. and then they and then they work for a baby again and they get one. Mm-hmm. They call it their rainbow baby, and, okay. I, and I'm just paraphrasing basically. Okay. No, I, uh, yeah. So the the beauty that comes out of the storm. No, I understand that. Right? Yeah, 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 I totally. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally yeah. Under- See this guy. No, I, t- I totally, I totally understand <laughs> what you're saying. I just, I didn't know if that was. Uh, you know. Yeah, we didn't pair. Yeah, like I said, that's a, that's a phrase that I, from what I understand, was already, uh, you know, it's an understood thing of a family who's lost a child and they work, yeah, yeah. they 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 choose to have another because you know losing a child is enough for you to give up on it. Yeah, you're like I can't, I couldn't even try to have another child because what if I lost him? Yeah, I wouldn't survive it. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, you, like you said, that'd, that'd be stuff for another podcast. I don't yeah, know how exactly. Deep you want to yeah, get I don't want to get crazy. Yeah, I just um, want to bring it up. But I mean, I'm sure that's got to be a fear with that the too. Ambiguous, yeah. you know, tale on that, and that'll maybe yeah. that's a great thing for the next podcast. But maybe it's not. The point is, is that you know, life is full of crazy shit, you know, and uh, and if you stick, if you stick in there, you know, I'm, and I know that's like we said, the whole cliche bullshit, but. Uh, you can, uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, start a band, lose a band, start a family, lose a family, get a divorce, get married, you know. Let's life's stay, worth uh, staying positive. Man. Yeah, stay positive. You know, life's worth, you know, life's worth it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no matter how bad you think it is, you know, it's, it's probably a temporary uh, problem and a permanent solution you're thinking of. You know, I think that we should always stay positive. Think about going out and seeing live music, having babies if you're into that. And can afford it financially. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I'm I, I'm recently I'm recently married, and uh, I, I know that the child thing has probably got to be something that we have to seriously talk about soon. But I'm just I can't think of another matter that I'm so indifferent on. It's all about if you want to have a kid or not. If you don't have a kid, I think there's nothing fucking wrong with that. I don't think there's any adult that needs to have a child to like a, like to justify their adulthood, like in a, a mother, a woman, or to be mothered or a father, you know, a man to be fathered. I don't think that's actually important. I think it's about what you think is important. You know what I mean? And you know, I just happened to be the one of those people who wanted to do that. You know, so I chose family. You know what I mean? 
that yeah. was just my choice, you know what I mean? But I don't think it's I don't think it's significant to my character as far as like, you know, what makes me a man or what makes me a person, you know? I think that uh, you know, what I choose makes me a person, but I don't think that if I wasn't a father that I'd be any less of a person or any you know, better or worse off, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that um, you know, in my personal experience having children's helped me, but that's once again a very subjective thing. Like music, you know, you're like, you know, I think Vanilla Ice is great, you may hate him, you know, but he changed my life. He didn't change yours. Well, children changed my life. Children may not change yours. You know, it doesn't... It's that different. Oh, it, right? that'll absolutely change your life. You know what I mean? It's just in a way that, that you're looking for... If or, it's what you or, want in your life and, or what you don't you know, want in your life, you know? And your attitude toward it. Um, I just... Like I said, I just can't... I can't be more indifferent about it. Like, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. It's so There's weird. There's plenty of kids it's out so there. Weird, it's though. not like you need to um, be, like, recreating to, like, save the world yeah. or anything. There's plenty of kids yeah. out there. It's not like we have to be fucking... And, like, I mean, dude, immediately after high school, I did... I did. I just. I did stuff like my life was just consumed by so much stuff I didn't want to do. Um, you know, like like I was in the Air Force for a little bit, and then um, I bartended my way all through college, and then I, you know, I managed a restaurant for a while, and uh, my time was just so consumed with shit that I didn't want to do. And and you know, just recently within the last three or four years, it's fi- I finally, you know, gotten it turned around to where, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm doing more stuff that I'm into, and I think uh, maybe one of the worst ideas would be to. Uh, finally when I have this freedom to manipulate my schedule and to do things I want to and to have a job that I'm stoked well, about going to and all that. Let's have a kid and fuck it all up, you know? Um, that's really, you know, that's, so, you know, who, who knows? It's an interesting way to put it, but... Who knows? You know? You know? That's the thing, though, is, you know, like, for me, you know, when I, when my first child, when I found out that my daughter, Kaylin, who's almost 10 now, was, when I, that I found out that my wife was pregnant with her, I was like, I had just been through like a very big like life, like like even like a like a near death experience, if you will, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been in a big car wreck, and it was all kind of my fault. And uh, anyway, and that's a whole other fucking podcast too. But the point is, is I came out of it like knowing that like life was important, and that it wasn't something you throw away in a in a, in a Saturday night or something you just get drunk and and you gamble with. No, no, life is very important. And, it, and you're here for a reason, whether you believe in God or you believe in Satan or you don't believe in anything or you worship a chicken or you worship a cow or you don't worship anything or you just love music or you just love whatever. It doesn't matter. I think that none of that matters. And what matters is if you know what you want from your life, you know what I mean, and what you want from yourself and the people around you and if you understand what love is and how to give it and how to receive it. After that, life is like really, really simple. You can even just start with the whole loving part, you know, just learn to love yourself and if you can't do that, Love other people, you know, and yeah. go from there. And eventually you will figure out what you want to do for a living and what you want to, where you want to live, where you want to be, who you want to be, what kind of life you want to live. And after that, it becomes just a decision process, you know. You know, it's like a Lego, you know, when you buy a fucking Lego thing of the fucking Giza pyramids, it says like step one, open the bag that says one on it, and you put these little parts in, you know. And after about 365 steps, you've got yourself a damn pyramid, you know. That's how life works, you know. You don't build the earth in a day, you know. Like, you don't change your life in a day, you don't. God, God did in seven. Yeah, yeah, seven. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I just never understood why. <laughs> Actually, six, right? Because seventh day rested. Well, yeah. <laughs> so he did all that shit. At first there was light, but he didn't make the sun for fucking three days later. I don't know how that part worked out. But we'll just figure out there was he had a night light. I don't know. But my point was is that, yeah, you don't do it all at once. So, you know, you don't change your life overnight. You know, you just make a decision and stick with it. You know, life's, it's not, life is as fucking as hard as you make it. And it's actually really really easy if you get past the whole suffering part which is we all have to suffer 
we all have to suffer, whether it's you have to wait in line at Disneyland or you have to live without your parents and be an orphan or if you have to live with cancer at a young age. I mean, there's no, none of us get it easy. No one gets it easy, mm. you know? So don't act like you're the only one. If The more you do the whole self-righteous, it's me and I'm the only one who gets this whole fucking pain thing, you're going to be the most pain person you know because you really are just self-righteously pumping yourself up to that. As soon as you open up your heart and realize that other people are hurting maybe even worse than you possibly, you will find such joy in giving them your pain and your experience from that pain, you know, and just sharing your existence with them that you realize what life's really about is, that's exactly what it's about, is sharing your pain and your suffering and your existence because as a nihilist, <laughs> that's what I think existence is, is pain. And I love when I see one of you guys because I'm like, hey, these guys know how I am. I ain't got to pretend for these guys. I ain't got to <laughs> be like, hey, you know, I can tell you if I'm upset. I can be honest with you guys. And, uh, and that's why I love you guys, man. And that's why I'm glad to be here. And I'm glad we can talk about the negative and the positive of all these uh, wonderful, wonderful topics. I've, uh, sorry if I've been a little tangenty and a uh, little, little random and scattered at the end here. No, not just, at all, I just got dry mouth like a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, well, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't, I think, uh, I think we kept it all pretty. I feel like we're on the same boat the, at least. Pretty, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, th I think so. We just hit the header once in a while yeah. and came back to the... Oh, we got it. Stay yeah, positive. For, uh, yeah. Stay positive. We music, like put, music we like and Puss and boots. Puss and boots. Boots and boots. Clichés are still a thing. Clichés are and, real. And can be relevant. And stereotypes. Music is subjective. Music is very... Art is subjective. All yes. forms of art are subjective. So and we, li we live in a pretty cool place. We definitely do. Fuck you guys. You think we're assholes for saying it. Sorry. <laughs> You'd be home by now if you lived here and you could talk the same shit we do. Yeah, I um, live across the street from here. I'm not <laughs> depressed about that. But yeah, man, this is cool, man. Uh, thanks for thanks for being our our first uh, guinea pig, if you will, on this. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I was worried uh, I was gonna be like either like too drunk or not drunk enough. I was kind of worried. I was like, <laughs> well, well, uh, what, what, are, are you drunk? Side puffing a cigarette? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, are you drunk? Well, Let's talk about this. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought it was till I got here. <laughs> you thought you were drunk till you. Got I thought it was till I got here. Till the fluorescent, the fluorescent fucking lights. And yeah, shit. yeah. I was like, oh, I, there's a microphone. <laughs> I moved, I'm, when I got here before you came in the room, I moved the chair over there because I felt more comfortable over there. Like I was like, in the same room as y'all over here. I feel like I'm like interviewing for a fucking job. Like or I'm talking, <laughs> talking to the principal. Like, so you know what we have you in here, right? Like, so over here, I feel maybe, like maybe you know what? Maybe if I if I sit over on this side next time, that'll probably then be he'll better. be the principal and I'll be like the assistant well, yeah. principal and you're the parent. Well, right? well really, I mean, I mean, really, he's he's basically kind of an observer yeah. anyway. So anyway, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I was just saying that before you came in, I fucking moved the chair over there, and y'all were over there like looking for like I don't know what y'all were fucking looking for, but I knocked my beer over on this fucking blanket right here, and I was like, <laughs> found some ghetto ass rag, like wiped it down, and like y'all didn't even see it. I was like, oh fuck shit, you guys yeah. are gonna think I'm drunk already. I'm just nervous, and then I was like wiping it up. Y'all came, I was like, oh, what's up, what's up? And you're like, that chair needs to be over there by the microphone. I'm like, right, I got that. <laughs> and I put the fucking chair back over, and like you know, my beer was over there. I didn't spill it again, but yeah, y'all never caught me spilling the beer on the thing, yeah, spazzing out totally when I got, got it. I was totally spazzed out. I just came clean. I had serious anxiety issues. <laughs> you would never understand, like. I think about shit that happened like 17 years ago. I'm like, why did I say that? All so, the uh, time. Dude, but like, it's like, you know, it controls your life sometimes, man. Like anxiety and depression, all those things are a real thing. Like I deal more with anxiety, it leads to depression. So I don't understand the depression side as much, but I totally get the anxiety side. Like I, I get, like I have OCD. So I'll walk into a room and see something like with a fucking cans on the coaster or like the, 
just something's not right, you know. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like, I can't. The chair's not, you know, the chair's not tucked in, or the computer's not on standby, or his <laughs> top fucking button's got the the fucking lapel's got a button, but it's not buttoned in. Like, I fucking get anxiety about just anything. I can let myself get anxiety about. Have you tried? Uh, have you ever tried like even like really like ultra simple forms of uh, meditation at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in right. a long time. Yeah. But there was a time where I did get really into like I'm not a religious man, but I really do adore Eastern religion for that that whole idea where it's not like about like you have to follow this certain thing. It's about more or less like letting go of a lot of things and just yeah, relaxing your ass yeah. out. Like, hey, dude, like money doesn't matter. Your fucking clothes, your shit, your parents, where you come from doesn't fucking matter. It's about just letting go and being one with everything around you and realizing that you don't have to feel bad about being alive because. Mm-hmm. That's like the water feeling bad for running. That's like the rain feeling bad for falling. It's like the sun feeling bad for shining. You know what I mean? Like, we deserve to be alive and we shouldn't feel bad about it. We deserve to shine. We deserve to to fall like rain. We deserve to flow like water. We deserve to sing like birds. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, the music is good. Even something as simple as like, you know, when a negative thought does enter your brain, like, if you can realize it as a negative thought. Stop the manifestation. Say it's right there. Say that's a that's a negative thought. I, re- I recognize it as a negative thought Nip it at the butt. and I'm moving it along. Exactly. You know, and Digest like, it properly. Just that it... simple. That's just a, like the, the, the easiest form of... Uh, it's not even meditation but somewhat. It does take but... a, a huge amount of like self-control and like self-awareness to know like you deserve that. I think that's why you, I think that's why you probably to have to too. meditate yeah. daily. Exactly. So just, you can apply it daily to well, your yeah, life. If you can't find you other know? ways to find self-worth, realizing that you actually don't have a self is actually a wonderful way to find that because... Yeah. The self isn't real, actually. It's just a it's a manipulation of your own perception of reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are all just God and the universe subjectively experiencing itself. So when you're just too worried about your bills and how your shirt looks and if your lapel was bent, like, well, then fuck that. You know, like, no, you are the water running. You are the rain shining. You are the deer prancing. You know, like, let yourself be that beautiful, natural thing, and then your life will actually become that simple, you know, where you go buy your Starbucks coffee and you, you play on your Apple computer and you're not just a complete shallow capitalist no you have a real life with real meanings and real you know objectives and you don't have to punish yourself for being alive and for being happy in in this in this crazy weird complicated world that sometimes does feel like like how you know if you're jaded and and so cynical that you can't realize that it really is still beautiful to live in this 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 kind of you know dangerous place that we live in now you know that's even first world stuff you know like it's there's people you know that are off themselves for just anything you know oh, yeah this chaos man you know it's, it's crazy you know so i think that um it's important to remember that you know e- each one of us are, are as powerful as the, as the next one you know if you want to save a life open a door for somebody literally or figuratively you know what i mean open the door when they walk into 7-eleven or like give them a job when you think that they, no one else would give them one you know that's what this is all about to me is that you know i know music now because people gave me that chance yeah. Yeah, I mean, people who were like, this guy doesn't deserve to be in this band, but we'll let him in for now. And I learned so much from those kind of events. Or I'm going to give this guy this gig, and I learned something from that gig. And I'm going to give this guy this chance. Or, and that's how it all comes down. And now I'm now I don't you know now I'm on my own little place where I can, I really have control of my finances. You know, it's and it's because of a guitar. You know, like 24 years ago when I was talking to my middle school teachers, it was like, they were like, maybe you shouldn't be in school. I'm like, I want to drop out and play music. They're like. You know, and have them like, well, music, you know, 1% of people move on to make, you know, and you fast forward, you, you know. Dream you, killers. Yeah, man. Rather than being fucking teachers. The truth is, you can do anything you want to. If you want to be the next, you know, whatever, you know, you just, just fucking do it, man. And don't be afraid, you know, like, and, and, and when you are afraid, like, it's okay to be afraid, but don't give up, though. Like, just, just keep on going. You're like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You can die doing what you love. 
like, well, that's a fucking way to go out. You know what I mean? Like, just try it till it's, till you ain't got no try no more. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with re, you know, with re, you know, changing your direction. You know what I mean? If you need, if you realize maybe you should be doing something differently, don't be afraid to change that and admit you're wrong. You know what I mean? But just, but just don't give up, though, is the idea. You know, it, it's, it's not about, like, you know, we're all born with, like, one fucking thing. You know, no. You might try to sell fucking fidget spinners, and then you try to sell boogie boards, and then you try to run a bar, and then you try to run a restaurant, and then you realize you're supposed to be a fucking karaoke singer. You know, like, you never know, you know, like, yeah. you know, maybe you're supposed to, you know, be the manager of JCPenney's. Maybe you're supposed to be a garbage man. Maybe you're supposed to fucking teach people how to do push-ups. You know, like, it's up to you, you know what I mean? And But unless you listen to your, you know, your universe, your God, whatever, you know, you just... If you just let anxiety and depression run your life, you're never going to ever find anything happy or good. You know, if you just keep accepting that that shitty check that you give yourself at the end of the day when you're depressed and, you know, not confident. Mm -hmm. Or competent, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, man. Well, cool. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and, uh, and hanging out, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm just, uh, just trying to be a man in the parlance of our times. <laughs> Did you, do you talk to your old drummer at all? From uh, oh, I did. Uh, from uh, Alone at the Altar, Estes from your, Williams, uh, of course I did. From your, old, uh, oh. from your old band that I used to work with you with? He likes my posts every once in a while. Yeah. He shipped to my house, we were good. It's all good. I'm cool with him, man. All day, every day, man. Yeah. No problems, no animosities good. anymore, man. He's but, trying to uh, beat like, me up know. twice on social media. But like, but like, <laughs> but dude, no, but like, in all, in all defense for him, dude, like, in all defense for him, like, people that I've known, like, 10, 15 years longer than him don't hit me up, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you grow up one day, man, like, you have kids and the house and all the stuff, you know, and it's like, unless you, like, 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 an adult friendship is like that whole thing where it's like, where you run into somebody and go like, hey, man, we should hang out more often, and you say that to you'd both die, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how adult, being adults are, you know what I mean? Like, unless you actually live near each other and, like, your lives literally coincide because of work or, or business or family, you really are just going to see that person every once in a while, like, at a wedding reception or a family reunion or a birthday, and you're going to go, man, it's so good to see you. I hope I see you again soon. That's what, that's what adults do, you know? We say that to each other until we're all, you know, until we all die. And, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. It's, it's kind of how it is. We all deserve our own lives and deserve our own time to raise our children and be our own people, you know? So uh, don't, don't, I don't think you should hold against people when, they, uh, when, they don't, when they're not always there all the time because we all really do have our own lives. And uh, don't forget that you're, you know, it's a two-way street. You know, you can what about when they threaten to beat you up? <laughs> Him? Well, I'm a pacifist. I'm a pacifist, so I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, who does that? I'm a pacifist. Well, I mean, a grown-ass man threatens to. He can rearrange my face, but he can't rearrange what did my you mind. Do? I don't give a fuck. Oh, you can't. No, well, no, no, I didn't fucking fire him. No, uh, no, no, it was just a bunch of bullshit. Life is funny yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. It turns yeah, into like man. a, it I'm turns into a Kim Kardashian. Like you did something. Like, like something like, no, I didn't, no. It was, uh, you, you think I would have done something, honestly. Uh, yeah. Man, he said something about... I'm ready for a cigarette. Uh, man, it, 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 dude, there was some something stupid fucking political on, on Facebook or something. Oh, yeah, every and, day, and, three uh, times a day. And I just oh, it was like just like, and I just, like Facebook. I, I chimed in, like he he said something terrible, like really bad. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just told the person he does it all the time, and I just told the person I said I said hey, you know don't listen to him. He just likes to say stuff. We're well, posting this. It's good. No totally sense. understood. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it, it and then he, he like he came at me and like like he said something about uh, like something. About how I, like I ride coattails of musicians or something like that, and I'm like, okay, well, 
okay, well, fair enough, but you also understand that in the last month I booked more gigs than you played yeah. your whole fucking life, dude. Yeah, I said <laughs> the uh, end theme to so, those coattails. Yeah, so when I said that, like, I basically, basically, like, dude, you were begging me to to ride on my coattails, riding coattails, you know, if that's what you want to say, dude. Yeah, that's um, it, man. So I said, by the way, when, when, uh, when are you playing out? Definition bro. And so I asked him, I said, when are you playing out next? Because <laughs> that was a really funny, <laughs> yeah, really indirect, uh, yeah. uh, passive yeah, aggressive. Like, uh, yeah, when are you when are you playing next? And of course, there was no good answer to that other other than uh, nothing. Let you, me know where yeah, you are right now, and I'll show up and kick your ass. ass. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, I don't want you to beat me up, dude. And that was, <laughs> that was basically it. Fucking, dude, at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, Curl's band, I mean, I don't want to see him in trouble. We haven't said his name yet, so we're safe. Um, he knows exactly but, who he is. Yeah, but he's not going to listen to this. He knows exactly who he is. Um, if he is, fuck you, I love guy. you, man. Anyway, no, I fucking love you. <laughs> but, fuck um, Jared. I love you, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, dude, when they Burn that fucking sign. When, uh, when the band he was in with Shane, when they... When they quit playing he he had a, him and his like fucking 10 year old son uh have a bonfire in their backyard and they burnt the vinyl sign of the band he was in and like posted <laughs> it to fucking facebook like this dude is legitimately out of his fucking mind like that was a little, he's a five-year-old in a 45 year old's body man that was a little crazy um, that that, that event you was. see all this fucking black smoke go because it's like yeah, just, yeah, it's this toxic it's vinyl oh, yeah, fucking yeah. material not good they just it's like bur- worse than burning yeah, a tire yeah, yeah. It's, or at least the equipment I don't yeah. know. It was pretty bad. Uh, but anyway, we won't. We won't go, man. I don't. <laughs> too late. Too late. Too late. <laughs> too late. Dude, that motherfucker. No, he's he's he's, he's, he's coming just, for yeah, me. Yeah. He thought he liked us again. And now he's like, fuck those guys. I yeah. want him on. <laughs> I want him on too. He owes me four hundred bucks. It wouldn't. It wouldn't go good. Does he really owe you four hundred dollars? What a motherfucker! Oh uh, okay, man, more money, more profit. I mean, let, okay, okay. I got a solution, and then we'll call it. All right. Okay, you're gonna get uh, beer and if, a cigarette. If we get, if we get. Uh, him, your four hundred dollars. I'll fight him. <laughs> on and can and I be here? And yeah, yeah, on, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing, though. Live that's on the thing, air. though. If I fucking win, I get half the purse. So you can have all of it. Because I think I can fucking I'm take already it. giving up on that money. I just want to see you fucking fight Mike. He's so short. Not, how, how long are you I'm not arms? fighting that how motherfucker. Dude, I'm... If we can get up... I'm six foot, we should two hundred pounds. Shane, we should botch up like got, a fucking... Like a fucking, like, reach, height, got, weight. Yeah, but... <laughs> I've got decently... I've got decently long arms. Yeah, I got... I got long-ass arms, but I'm a short motherfucker. I'm taking boxing classes. Five, seven, I'm taking jiu-jitsu classes. I can scratch my knees without... <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weird shape I'm not I'm not fighting a grown ass man I ain't right? fighting nobody I, so, I ain't never fought nobody in my entire life this is all jokes people all jokes yeah yeah if you don't so, know what the fucking joke is then you need to kick yourself in the shin well, Shane Curl thank you for coming on man I love you yes, man yes Jared Shane I love you guys man what a, uh, what a great uh, this is great man I enjoyed myself I came in here fucking dog tired and, I came in here uh, like anxiety stricken like this was great had, man and then said a bunch of stupid shit I so. had a good time it's exactly man. what I expected to happen oh cool but you feel good now yeah uh, that I'm gonna have a drink after this. Yes, <laughs> I feel a little moist in the armpits and a little ashamed of of thing I've said. But uh, but you know that's usually how I feel even when I don't do a podcast. So pretty much par for course. Oh, cool. Thanks for coming in, Shane. We'll see hey, you, man. man. Let's do it again sometime. All right, later.